0: organization of black affairs will hold their 44th annual dr martin luther king jr leadership breakfast from 6 45 a.m to 10 a.m at the tampa marriott water street on january 15th bringing together sponsors politicians members of grassroots organizations and the community at large their primary mission is to honor the principles espoused by dr king and to foster positive community relations this year, keynote speaker is Dr. Cynthia Butler-McIntyre. An award ceremony will be included in the program. Learn more about Toba, serving the local African-American community since 1979 by visiting tobanetwork.org or find this event on the community event page at wmnf.org.
1: Oh.
2: You are tuned to WMNF Radio 88.5 FM. This is a public affairs program called Community Speaks. I'm your host, Patro Abili, And this is probably going to be, this is going to be my finale show. The last show for 2023 As next hour. You got to hear from Blanny Whalen, who will be taking over this hour next week. So that's going to be on Christmas Day next week. So tune in next hour and next week. But right now, you're tuned to Community Speaks, and this is going to be my last chance of the year to talk to you. So let's talk. We're going to talk about where... we got to put the humanity in perspective today. I've been thinking a lot about... The anti-Semitism we've been seeing rising around us in addition to the age-old racism that we have been seeing. And we could talk a lot today about nationalism, white nationalism, as well as black nationalism. Because anti-Semitism seems to be the glue that seems to hold them together. They converge on anti-Semitism and in a lot of disinformation that is going on, they support the types of leadership that we consider fascist. And they have embraced the sort of rise in anti-Semitism and fascism in this country today. The musician Kanye West has come out with a new album, but he's also been getting in trouble. The last time we heard from him, he had split with Adidas because of his anti-Semitism. And when he came out to promote this, this album, he wore a black KKK hood. So we have to talk about what our friends and neighbors and some of our family members are doing or voting for and are talking about what kind of information they are going on and how much are they are are contributing to this backwardness that we are seeing you know there are people who have been talking to their parents who lived through world war ii one uh writer talked about his 100 year old jewish father he was a world war ii veteran and he was he recently asked his son, his writer, where is all this Semitism coming from? And that is a great question. His question was spurred by the the attacks, the horrific increase in anti-Semitism since Hamas's October seventh attack on Israel. The Anti-Defamation League has recorded more than two thousand anti-Semitic acts. In the United States, that's an increase of 337% in the two months since Hamas' terrorists slaughtered 1,200 men, women, and children. So the lid to the sewer is off, and Jewish communities all across the country are being inundated with hate. Uh, yet the deeper question that older generations are asking is what is that the history of anti-Semitism in the United States is a long and sordid one. They have memories of support for neo-Nazis here in the United States in the 1930s, and it looks like there are people who have been pushing for this kind of, uh, you know, pushing this kind of information and pushing for this kind of division in this country once again. And just like historically, anytime time things have happened in this world, it was always these low-information propagandists who says to everyone, blame the Jews. And this has gone on for thousands of years, but what has really infuriated me is the embrace of this By black nationalists. So white nationalists and black nationalists find common ground with all of this. And we see this is how a lot of these leaders, especially those who are running for the Republican Party nomination, have tried to expand the Republican big tent by using these kinds of tropes to expand and uh, bring black voters and other voters of color, Latino voters into the mix. And, you know, for a couple of weeks, I've been talking about fascism. And one of the things historically that have always brought disparate fascist parties and groups and leaders together has been not only their anti-Semitism, but their disdain and hatred of communism and socialism and Marxism. And this is what really... Uh, cements them all together but the anti-Semitism is a historical trope that they've always picked up on in order to keep themselves organized together ideologically uh, after World War One, universities imposed quotas on many Jewish students uh, on how many Jewish students they would admit in certain neighborhoods hotels and clubs excluded Jews although uh, auto magnate Henry Ford promoted anti-Semitic propaganda, stating that Jews sought to control the world's economy, beliefs that Adolf Hitler praised in his infamous Mein Kampf book. And in the late 1930s, anti-Semitism and pro-Nazi sentiment were rampant and growing. And in fact, when older generations were graduating from the renowned Brooklyn Technical High School in New York, he sacrificed his, uh, this particular writer's father said he sacrificed his final grade in valedictorian status by standing up for a fellow Jewish student who was being picked on by an anti Semitic teacher. But since those, that conflagration, that attack in, in, uh, between Hamas and that, that attack Hamas inflicted on Israel, we've seen college campuses blow up in terms of its anti Semitism. On campus, we've seen campus presidents have to answer for what other people are saying as a, in terms of whether or not that is allowed as free speech. Uh, we have seen this uh, play out over and over again when we talk about racism. And as I talk about black nationalists racializing anti-Semitism, uh, the racist get off scot-free because here is something, anti-Semitism is something that brings them all together. But from the 1950s, black militants in the United States openly promoted an anti-Semitic worldview. Uh, They were forging their new identities by denigrating Jews and racializing anti-Semitism. And they held Jews responsible for the subjugation of all people of color in the United States, Africa, and the Middle East, And they taught that Jews relying on systems of oppression drawn from the Torah and the Talmud had extracted all their wealth from the people of color. Black nationalists appropriated central elements of the historical narrative of the Hebrew Bible, identifying blacks as the true, quote, children of divine promise, while substituting a counter narrative for the you, you, uh for the Jews, militants also adopted a strongly anti zionist ideology drenched with anti-Semitism, and there's a book that was written, and I'm kind of reading a little bit from the abstract of that book, that was called "Racializing Anti-Semitism." and uh this is a pretty interesting book is revealing a lot of what has gone on since the 1950s among black leaders. And we've seen them try to inf- ingratiate themselves on black people who have tried to run for president, for instance. Like when Jesse Jackson ran for president, uh, the anti-Semitic lobby were in his ear trying to get him to use those kinds of tropes in, the, in his campaign. And, uh, you know, we've seen people like the Nation of Islam use these, these tropes. We've seen very beloved spoken word artists historically used these tropes like Amir Baraka, who was talking about after World Trade Center how so many Jews were told to stay home, using another trope and going backwards in history, bringing up another trope against Jews, anti-Semitic trope that whenever something big happens, blame the Jews. So I say all that to say that this is where we are now as we put humanity in perspective at the end of 2023 this is what we are faced with in terms of our politics and as we go into a election year in 2024 it seems to be people are willing to say anything to get uh brownie points in the news cycle brownie points from the right wing and uh it's causing a lot of consternation and it's causing a, a lot of us to feel like there is a repeat of history. And so the we are inundated with a whole lot of lies and racist tropes uh, and anti-Semitism all happening at the same time because some people think in some corners and a lot of billionaires and dark muddy political action committees are ready to promote this kind of politics in the United States. And it is up to us to reverse this trend. And this is why it's important that we talk about it today here on Community Speaks as we go forward. Get Towards the end of the year, we're going to be hearing a lot of perspectives uh, uh, looking back at the past years we do every year. And people are going to be trying to figure out where we're going to go from here. It's always about looking back and looking forward around this time of year. We're going to do that. Today, I want to hear from you because I know you're hearing all of this this anti-Semitism and racism being uh, normalized in the body politic of the United States, a country that is, you know, we're supposed to be getting away from being a backwater. So, you know, we want to hear from you today. This is Community Speaks. Uh, you can call me 813-239-9663, 813-239-9663. Irene is ready, stands ready to take your calls, and I'm ready to to chop it up with you. Uh, Here at towards the end of the year, as I said, this is the finale show for Community Speaks in 2023. So this is our last opportunity to talk today. And we'll be back, of course, next month. January 1st is New Year's Day. So we'll be starting off the new year with a new conversation. But today we want to end the year with a serious conversation about where we are politically putting humanity in perspective what is happening politically in this country and on this globe, how the the bad guys are coalescing together to try to bring together to to bring together a sort of uh, access of evil that we all have to deal with in various countries on each continent in this in this world and it is uh causing us to repeat history. This Is not good. As if those of us who know what happened historically and we're seeing from the local level to the national level to the international level, this backwardness that is happening and the hypocrisy that is at work, the projection where those who are supporting fascism are accusing everybody else of fascism, just as we've seen when it came, when it comes to racism, we're seeing uh, an increase not only a rise in anti Semitism, but the, there are a lot of groups who are trying to access the courts, uh, anti uh, diversity and equity and inclusion groups out there, lawyers, people like Stephen Miller, who are white, who are trying to reverse that progress on race, on racism, and, and on diversity in this. Country. And it's also important that we here at WWF talk about diversity, especially on this month, because this is December and we have set aside December to talk more about diversity efforts in the community and in this country historically and how there are enemies against diversity right now. And they are accessing the courts as often as they can to try to reverse. The trend of progress in trying to bring more people who have historically been locked out of corporations, locked out of uh, access to good jobs, uh, colleges. Uh, We have seen all of the attempts to bring racial justice in this country. People trying to reverse that, uh, saying that it is uh, a violation of white rights to continue diversity programs. So that's where we are. People are trying to reverse the clock, turn back the clock, and we are the only ones. We, the people, are the only ones that are standing in the way of this backward trend. Do we want to go forward? Are we going to allow humanity to continue to spiral backward as we, as we become more, uh, we we get a little apathetic in the process. Because this is what we cannot allow ourselves to get. We can't allow ourselves to get apathetic. While those who are the enemies of progress are getting, uh, they're becoming more agitated and they are getting more fired up as they're being fed a whole bunch of lies and anti-Semitic tropes that keeps them their heckles up. So what are we going to do? This is where we are here at the end of 2023. And I want to hear from you because this is an ugly rise in anti-Semitism that brings white nationalists and black nationalists together to together in hate. Is is almost like they are unified in hatred. And why do we want to repeat history? This is A real problem. You can also write me, DJ, at WMNF.org. There are a lot of stories that I've been coming across as I've prepared to talk to you that I want to just chop up with you because it's outrageous sometimes to look at what is happening in the news and how emboldened people are becoming as we push, as we allow them to go. Backwards in this country, we see, as I said, people who are running for office saying all types of things. We have this governor of Florida who has said that the way to fight homelessness is to throw everybody in mental institutions. Uh, So it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of thoughtfulness going on in the policies coming out of the right. It is all about uh, getting people just getting a response, getting a reaction out of people. Uh, the southern border, the idea that they're going to, you know, previously the fourth to fifth president said he build a wall to keep everybody out. That just became a vanity project, hasn't kept anybody out. Uh, and now we have the state of Texas coming up, that governor trying to get uh, brownie points from the right wing, is coming up with his own policy which is supposed to be a federal policy but he's going to bring his own policy deportation immediately for anybody who tries to come to this country but economically and historically this is a country of immigrants and economically their their work has helped this country save its economy to the extent that it has in terms of those who those industries that have had had a hard time finding workers then we 've got people who are migrating to this country who are stand ready to fill those jobs and as in the process, they are consuming in this country uh, They are paying taxes in a lot of locations and especially sales taxes here in Florida as they consume so i don 't see why this uh, continues to be a divisive issue when The economy is saved. The the nation has always been a nation of immigrants. But it seems to excite people to be as cruel as they possibly can to as many people that they've deemed the other in this country. I do want to hear from you. You're beginning to call 813-239-9663 is the number to call as I continue to look at the news and bring the analysis. But I want to hear your analysis as well, here on Community Speaks, give me a call at 813-239-9663. Or you can write me, dj, at wmf.org. I want to go to Clearwater and talk to Josh. Josh, you say what as we are trying to put humanity in perspective?
0: Yeah, uh, it's a great topic today. Uh, it does definitely make my heart sick to see the world, see you know, Donald Trump running for president, sounding like Adolf Hitler, Never thought I'd ever live in a world where black people don't want to support Jewish people. Never, never even thought that could exist. Uh, But Mm -hmm. my main comment is I'd like to remind everybody that no matter the color, the religion, Palestinian, Jewish, black, white, we're all humans. And you talk about humanity I feel like the biggest thing that we all face is the threat of the environment and global warming and how we use plastic and how we consume things. And I think yeah. that our leaders and our people need to remind everybody that we're all humans. You know, we all have a heart and a chest and fingers and mm-hmm. it's gotta stop. in red blood, and yeah. I, <laughs> Exactly I, I, I just it's just it's really hard to imagine this country that was founded with immigrants looking for freedom freedom of religion you know anything that you know our aircraft carriers don't seem to want to protect that anymore now our aircraft carriers seem to say you're in you're out we're on this side we're on that side Again, yeah. I, I, I just think you know our aircraft carriers and our military is supposed to defend freedom. And I think that us as the American people have to prove to the rest of the world, to the communists, to the fascists, to the, everyone that doesn't matter our skin color, doesn't matter our religion, that we're all together, and freedom should show a way forward to save humanity from ourselves hmm. and what we're doing to the earth,
2: especially and that. That's
0: what I, yeah, that's what I want to really say.
2: Yeah, Josh, I think that's that's an important point because. You would think that environmental concerns and the the fact that 2023 was the hottest year on Earth, that would be a unifying thing. But there are people who insist on calling that a hoax because at the end of the day, the planet doesn't need us, does it? We need the planet. Right,
0: right, exactly. I I find it really, really difficult, uh, you know, for the Jewish people. I'm a Jew myself. It's very tough. It's hard. How, how do you eradicate a Hamas? How do, you, how, do you, how do you work on global warming? How do you work on trying to make the world a better place when you look over your shoulder and, you know, this Hamas group goes in and, and attacks innocent people? Israel doesn't want to deal with this. But, and how do we do it? It's very difficult. It's, I ask people that, you know, black people standing up for Palestinians' Well, how come the Palestinian people don't tell them off to let the rest of the hostages go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so on, and so on. But, again, the bigger picture is now the Israeli government, the United States government, like all our politicians, we have to deal with this crap instead of dealing with the real problem of global warming, climate change, plastic in the ocean, things like that, how we consume things. that that I just, I hope. 2024 sees a reverse in our own hatred to each other and a rebirth of love for the earth that we have.
2: Yeah, I like that, Josh. Thank you so much from Clearwater. Thank you. This is Community Speaks, listening out for calls from you. We're talking about white nationalism, black nationalism, anti-Semitism, and where we're all headed. What should we be talking about? Christina and St. Pete, I'm going to come to you next to talk on Community Speaks, put humanity in perspective. Christina, how are you today?
3: I'm great. How are you, Mobili? Good. Wonderful shift. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to comment first that I agree with everything you said. You know, I feel like our society right now is sending us this very clear and direct message that we are not allowed to mourn for both the Palestinians, what they're going through, mm. and what everyone went through on October 7th. Mm. And, and that it's, those things need to be mutually exclusive. And that's very sad. And, and I, you know, mourning for both parties equally doesn't take away at all from the fact that you know I'm 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 one of the people that I, I'm totally totally against what Israel has done from the get go, what they've been doing for many many years, the occupation. Um, mm-hmm. you know I'm I, I'm I'm completely baffled why there hasn't been a ceasefire, why why it's gone on so long, but I but I also don't understand why why this is going on around the world, why we can't. Why does it have to be mutually exclusive? Why can't we be sad for both of those parties? Right, right. And, and it's the citizens. It's, it's the Palestinian citizens and, and even the Israeli citizens to a degree that are that, that suffer from this because of Hamas and Netanyahu's weight. Um, in a perfect, beautiful utopian world, I would love to see them have a separate state if that's what they want, but to have two different leaders. To have two peaceful diplomatic leaders of both the Palestinians and the Israelis that come together and work together, you know, um, Mm. I would love to see that. Um, It's very, very sad. You know, I, I'm a I'm a ex New Yorker. I'm a I'm a theater hippie from Queens. So, and I'm an acting teacher, so I would want everybody to sit in a room. You know, what we did at acting class was you sit in front of a person and you look into their eyes and you tell them exactly how you feel and you go back and forth and you talk about your feelings and then you notice each other and what's going on with that person. You know, and it's it, it, it this whole thing is just it's just so tragic. It's just so tragic. Yeah.
2: Um, seems, go ahead.
3: It's awful. it's awful. Go ahead. Yeah, I
2: just, I, that's the first comment I wanted to make. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, wanted to interject that it seems like the, that's one of the reasons why we don't trust a lot of right wing governments because it's almost as if their knee jerk action is uh, to always react violently to show how big and bad they are. And this is how we well, got into World War Two seemed a uh, World War One into. We just sort of stumbled into it because these were the hotheads in power.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And George Bush was a, a warmonger. Sorry to say he was. And if Trump is reelected, God forbid, we can only surmise <laughs> based <laughs> on his philosophies what, what we'd be in for possibly, especially during this turbulent time. Um well, it's very scary, I, and I hope it doesn't happen. But I also need to mention, I, uh, you were, when you were talking about white nationalism and DEI and all things DEI, you know, I taught for five years as a theater teacher in, in high school in Broward County. And mm. when I, I taught there from 2010 to 2015, and I had just come down from living in New York. Um, and it was really fascinating to me because the, they made the teachers, the administration made the teachers engage in these wonderful workshops. And um, they were very much DEI-oriented. And um, I worked in a Title I school, and the population was 98% black, uh, very much Jamaican and Haitian. Mm-hmm. And we, the teachers were mixed, white and black teachers. And we, went, we had regular workshops throughout the year on how to really make sure that we were not suffering as teachers from any implicit bias. Oh, okay. So we sat and we analyzed things and we talked about things so that we could be the best teachers for our students. And it was wonderful. And then there were countywide programs that they made us attend to where we would sit a bunch of teachers in a, in a room that were from all over the county and we would have these similar style workshops. And I'll never forget that two teachers kind of sort of got into it. It, it. There was a lot of tension because one of the teachers made a comment that was a bit derogatory about, Uh, behavior issues in Title I schools. Mm. And another teacher was very offended, and and rightfully so. He said, you know, these kids in these Title I schools, I would rather teach for them any day than these other entitled schools. They're loyal. They have your back. You know, they'll do anything for you. Yeah. And I thought that was such a beautiful thing. Now, when I moved to this side of the state and started teaching over here, I never saw those workshops again, so I don't know if they got rid of them. But
2: probably. Did. <laughs> probably
3: did. They probably did, especially with the new bills that DeSantis passed. But that's what we need in our society. Um, it makes us better people, better teachers. It brings us together. We can look, we can really analyze and dissect things. So yeah. the fact that DEI is being attacked is very disturbing to me as a teacher and as a human being. And I just wanted to share that with you.
2: Well, I thank you, Christine. and that sounds like a good idea that teachers every so often would take a, 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 a report card of themselves to make sure that they're on the right track.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day.
2: Thank you for calling, you too. Jerry in St. Pete, we're going to come to you, see what you have to say. Thank you for calling for Community speech. Go ahead, Jerry, you're on the air. Put humanity in perspective.
4: Okay, great. Um, I think, first of all, it's great that you're you know, having the courage to tackle this topic because it certainly isn't an easy thing to do, and it takes courage to do that. So thank you very much. And, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, the same thing with the radio station supports these kinds of things. It's a public station. It's not a paid station. Right. Attempting to get the word out, uh, which is really commendable. So thank you very much. And okay. I would just like to um, support the comments of the first person who called in and what and I'm going to suggest these things to you and I can take my response off the air but the suggestion is action based solutions based on humanity so in other words we can talk forever and ever about all that's wrong but that person was talking about things we can address right away that would make the world a better place yeah. uh, and so If we just focused on those things in the name of humanity, in other words, um, we were either, let's say we were growing our food like the previous program was talking about. We were growing our own food. We were supporting Mm -hmm. local farmers. We're supporting environmental issues, but action-based, positive things that could be done right now as opposed to waiting for the new year <laughs> as far as a resolution. But thank you again. I'll, I'll take your comments off here. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you so much, Jerry, for calling. Thank
4: you. You're welcome.
2: And I think you're right. I think that there are things that we can be engaging in right now, especially by supporting environmental, pro-environmental programs. There are neighborhoods that are definitely impacted by everyday uh, events Uh, especially when there's a rainstorm, about flooding. And uh, here in Florida, a lot of people get shocked to to learn that if they come here and buy a home, that it's very hard to get home insurance now because of the flooding and how the insurance companies uh, just don't want to write policies here for that anymore. And so there's a lot of shock when people come here and find out just how badly organized this state can be and how difficult it is to navigate when you come from elsewhere. Uh, but there are a lot of things environmentally which should be uncontroversial, but we have a party in power and they're billionaire dump backers who are continuing to try to divide people even on the issue of the environment. And again, it plays into a lot of their racist tropes as well uh, to find someone else to blame except... The corporations who are emitting and causing all of the degradation and uh, governments not doing their part to pay. We have a governor here in Florida who's trying to say that there are a lot of problems, uh, joblessness and homelessness, uh, but he wants to blame it on diversity, equity and inclusion programs uh, because he wants to continue to keep on with that trope, this racist trope to turn the clock back. Go ahead, Jeanette. We're going to go back to the telephone lines and talk to Jeanette in Gulfport. You say what as we try to put humanity in perspective.
3: Well, I just want to say I agree with Josh that not enough people are caring about the environment. Mm-hmm. The environment is huge. But we have right-wing leaders that say there is no problem with the environment, that there is no such thing as global warming. Right. So when they say these things and they say that they... Respect and care about Jewish people, which they don't, because they're really white supremacists in disguise. Hmm. That's what causes a lot of people to just go, "Well, you know, maybe the the liberals, because they they constantly put us down. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm definitely one. <laughs> um, well, maybe you know, and and the way that they're doing that with them." Um, you know, saying that everything that we say and everything that we think is bogus and screwed up and we're crazy and we're weak and wimpy and all those things keep people from doing the right thing and being non-racist and caring and and open-minded, you know? Right. What, I mean, what Trump said about... Um, you know, immigrants yeah. and what they've been, the GOP has been doing about, you know, uh, treat the way they've been treating immigrants, the, you know, the, the family separation policy. Yep. People have already forgotten about that. Yeah. And, I mean, that was disgusting. I've never seen anything so disgusting in my life. I mean, that's just um, a uh, foreshadowing of what's going to be. and it's, yeah. it's elected again, and nobody seems to be caring about that because, Everybody's caring about themselves. And I think the biggest problem is selfishness.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: I mean, I really do. I think everybody's like, oh, my God, they're going to take our jobs. Oh, my God, they're going to overrun our our cities, and they're not going to make anything. You know, we don't have any space for them. And, uh, you know, we want to be able to, to live our entitled lives, you know, with tons more money than we need. You know, nobody mm. wants to share. Right. And I shouldn't say nobody, but, you yeah. know, most people, it's like, no, the rich, 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 they don't want to share. They don't want to give any, any inch of their, their, you know, wealth to anybody.
2: Right. And they get bonuses. <laughs> you know,
3: cut their taxes, which is Trump.
2: Right. is so the contradiction.
3: I mean, like the rich and the poor, and there's no middle class, and then that means that, So, you know, and also I just want to say one more thing is last night I was watching the news. And and that's another problem is that people won't watch the news because he's convinced everybody that everything on the news is a lie. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he is he is like Hitler, if you ask me. I mean, and and I just heard on the news last night that they said that a lot of black men are not. Um, supporting Democrats anymore, or not, or not a voting Democrat anymore, and I'm like, why would any black man think that Trump would be better for our country and them?
2: Right, it's the it's the the idea that he's a. They believe a lot of them believe that he's a rich man who knows a lot about the economy. So the the Republicans keep getting the uh, they keep getting. The benefit of the doubt on that, even though, in reality, every time they're in power, they tank the economy. And yeah. they're planning on doing it again with the, the new tax cuts once he gets back in the office, uh, if he gets back in the office, which I doubt he will. I really well, do.
3: I hope he doesn't, because it's scary as anything to me. I, mean, I grew up in a Jewish home, and I have a brother who lives in Oregon, of all places, totally blue. And he totally supports the GOP and I'm like, I don't get it. We grew up in the same house. Right. And why do you think that they support Israel? They they, they don't support anybody. They just support themselves.
2: Right. They they claim to it's support a lie. Israel.
3: Everything is a lie. It is a lie.
2: That's the point. But I think that also, Jeanette, what we have to I think what explains it a lot of it is that's the reason why they the Republicans have played culture wars because they're hoping that people who uh, agree with them, yeah, on the anti-LGBTQ, anti-Jewish, oh, all of that. Then the those people will come and join them.
3: The Christianity aspect.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's what white nationalism is doing.
3: So. And, and I think it's scary, and I think everyone should be afraid, and I think it's really sad that um, Florida is so red because I, you know, personally I. I do a lot for the environment. I am a vegan. I, I <laughs> uh-huh. care about animals. I care about people. And I got every day thinking, where am I going to move to? What country am I going to move to? Because this place is getting scarier every day.
2: Yeah, but I just think that that support these these white of white nationalism and all of that. It's they're just loud, but I think is is not deep. There's not a widespread support, but, you know, I think that the culture wars is something that is making it look as if it is, which is why I talk about why black nationalism has responded to white nationalism in the way that they have politically.
3: And it's sad, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it is. It is because it's, it's based on lies.
3: I mean, no, no red government, no, no right wing government is
2: ever going to help black people. Right, right. And we should see that by now.
3: Yeah, I don't understand how people can be so blinded. And they they were blinded when Hitler came to power, too. Right. And they even supported Hitler when he started doing all the evil that he was doing. And even America wouldn't take in the immigrants during that time, the Jewish immigrants. So we have a history of racism. Of course, we had slavery. That's right. So that's what he's... he's, uh, He's getting all those people that are like, "Oh, um,
2: the old Confederacy."
3: We, we lost, we lost our ability to have slaves, and so maybe he'll help us get it back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Who knows what? Or
2: at least increase thing. the prison population, which is right. the new slavery. Exactly. Hey, thank you, Jeanette.
3: You're welcome. Sorry, I'm just so upset about the whole. thing. You
2: should society. be, and that's what I. That's why I ta- and that's did another this.
3: Another thing: the apathy out there is right. Is Crazy. I mean, you can't even talk about it anymore because people just give you a look like, oh, my God, you can't talk negatively about Trump. No, no.
2: About any of them.
3: Yeah. No, we can talk negatively. I live in Florida. We can talk negatively about Biden all day. (laughs) Exactly. You mentioned mentioned Trump. And oh, my God. Right. Well, just just. Run away right away because people are just going to go crazy on you and bully you.
2: They want you to buy into the lies and hate Biden, but let Trump lie. Let DeSantis and all of them lie all day long.
3: And the the problem is is fascism. I mean, it's everywhere now. People don't even recognize it. Right.
2: Because they've done it so often.
3: You can't even say anything. I shouldn't say you can't, but we people say stuff on, on Facebook and whatever and if you say anything negatively about Trump, oh, my God, you know, all your friends disappear. You're like, <laughs> oh, what did I say?
2: Yeah, it's just that
3: I spoke what... the truth, but everybody's freaking out on me. Because, right. Oh, my God, you can't even speak the truth anymore.
2: Yeah, because these words, they've, they've used them and bastardized them and normalized them so much that it doesn't mean anything when you say fascism anymore.
3: Well, it should, because... Um... Because of fascism, 6 million Jews and gypsies and, um, you know, disabled people and anybody from any other race that wasn't white, Anglo. I mean, I know all about the Holocaust. There's nothing good that happened. Right. Hitler was in charge.
2: Right. And that's the reason why I do. I, I talked about it the way that I've talked about it today because I know the history of the Holocaust, and I can't stand these racist tropes, these anti-Semitic tropes. I just can't stand it because Anti-Semite. it clearly they
3: don't know but I can't history. Stand when I see anti-African American tropes, either, right, right, but it's, you know what? Now it's it's commonplace to see anti-Semitism because of what's going on in um, the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to say the Jews suck, right. but they don't see that, that what that leads to. Right,
2: right. And so I'm hoping— they can,
3: say Israel, they can say negative stuff about Israel because there's a war, but who started that war? Let's just be honest. Yeah. And it didn't, you know, and that's another thing I would like to say is that nobody hates Russia the way they hate Israel, but look what Russia has done to Ukraine. Oh yeah. And, and nobody got kidnapped or attacked to start a war with Russia. Right. Russia started it unprovoked.
2: Unprovoked. And I think they're right. And again, if you don't know history, you don't understand how that how that plays to Ukrainian ears and eyes when it was Russia, it was Soviet Russia that starved them to death at one point. I know, right? They did it on purpose. It was a purposeful know, starving.
3: Was, uh, Stalin.
2: That's right. And you have...
3: Yeah, the people that they dumbed down so much that they don't want to know anything about the past. <laughs> they just want to say, right. yeah, um, these people are bad, these people are good. This is right, this is wrong. You know, you have to marry the same sex, you have to do all this stuff, and it's all... Based, I think, really based, bottom line on the Christian, the Christian faith, of you know, because that mm. most of his supporters are. Besides, you know, his supporters being white supremacists, he has um, most of the the church people, the, evangel- mm-hmm. the evangelicals mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. Christians. They're like, yes, yeah, he's right. That as far as the culture wars, yeah, he's right. So we're gonna
2: support him that's part of the political sequence that happens you see the same thing happening in russia where the those who want war those who want to eradicate ukraine those who hate lgbtq where they Mm -hmm. supported Mm these the uh russia police going in and raiding gay bars just to distract the people are those who are part of the orthodox the russian orthodox church it's the same sequence that goes on here
3: That's right.
2: So, thank you, Jeanette. It was a yeah, wonderful well, conversation.
3: To bring up every single thing that's going on, but I mean, it's you, really yeah. gotten to a, a boiling point. On it has. That really, people should be more aware of, of how scary things are right now.
2: That's right. That's right. We have to. We have to face it. We just we have, have
3: to be to. vigilant.
2: That very much so. Well, thank you thank from Gulfport. It's
3: a great show. Thank you.
2: All right. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. We got a few more minutes left. I'm gonna go and talk to. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're you know, calling Community Speaks, uh, and uh, we're gonna put uh, humanity in perspective with you. Go ahead, DeAndre. You say what? I I, I just uh,
1: thank you first of all, and, and I, I commend that woman for expressing herself because yes. that's what it takes. Um, especially in this time, this holiday, so-called, you know, sort of holiday season, mm-hmm. where that's a very stressful uh, thing all on its own um, and uh, and all that. But I just uh, I don't want to uh, mess it up any more than it is, but it, I think uh, we as a, as a whole group, just, just people in general, particularly here in America, aren't um, maybe looking at religion a little bit more closely and like it's history because there's, you know, Mm -hmm. Abrahamic tradition and then there's Christendom. Now, when it comes to folks, there are people who are really into, I don't want to call it mythology, but legends about different uh, denominations they're in um, uh, or, uh, or adjacent religions, you know, say under Abrahamic tradition and such that, look at a lot of these politics like completely different. Like, if not similar, if not the same, they're completely different. And you have like, uh, just like threads and threads and threads of these, you know, different thoughts from these different religious perspectives that I think kind of pollute, you know, the bottom line on the nation and things we should be addressing. Like, I do believe Uh, um, there should be, like, a a combined, just like they want to do with the border and and Ukraine, there should be a linkage between poverty and environmentalism. Like, Mm -hmm. that stuff needs to be brought together because I'm going to tell you something. When we buy stuff, it breaks and we throw it away. It it actually lives more uh, rent-free in our area and and growing, uh, with growing real estate, Than these poor people who are, you know, taking up next to the highways, these different uh, neighborhoods where people are going to turn around and say, not in my backyard. So and, and that commerce model is probably pretty problematic and probably resulting in a lot of what we see, you know, when Walmart and all those companies came in and put out the little guy. Well, this is some part of that. You know, this is some result in that. Mm. Um, But uh, back to the religion aspect, I I got way off. But that's Mm. the point. Um, We complete a lot of things, but we really need to be very surgical uh, on like an atomic level if possible, um, a clean atomic level, and just kind of start like uh, dissecting a lot of these things, understanding them for what they are, and then just trying to regulate them as a group. But if we keep interjecting, religion, when, you know, denominations aren't, uh, uh, these groups of different denominations aren't even on the same page with their ideologies a lot of times. Well, a person can get dragged into a lot of problems. That goes all across institutions and political spectrums. And and, and so I just wanted to throw that out there. I wanted to uh, kind of reach out to the nice person who was just on the phone ahead of me. And uh, I just want to say, just, uh, you know, keep the hope at uh, at the minimum and, um, you know, keep being that kind of a patriot, you know, that kind of person in in heart and and spirit. Well, you know, it's possible we could reside together and and, and successfully, you know, um, in a wholesome and and thriving way. So I'm with her. Um, I appreciate this show. Thank you so much for hosting and uh, bringing us together, man.
2: Hey, thank you, DeAndre that's what i'm here for
1: <laughs> right on right on Out
2: there in brandon thank you for calling and i think you're right i think there's a lot that uh people can you know we can lose perspective once religion is interjected and that is causing a lot of political problems because it's it causes people to get politically apathetic and asleep and uh You put a whole lot of trust in the man behind the pulpit who's pushing a whole bunch of hate and disinformation himself. So, yeah, I think that's a very important point. Thank you, DeAndre. We're going to go back to the telephone lines, 813-239-9663 is the number to call. And you can write me, DJ, at wmf.org in the last few minutes of Community Speaks. And uh, one emailer has written, you cannot believe the rise in anti Semitism. Since 2017, uh, 45's first full year in office, uh, seems former president brought this to the forefront. And while he's running again, using fascist rhetoric that immigrants are the poison, are poisoning the blood of this country. No need for Nazism to rise, whether white or black. Sad this is going on. And yes, it is sad, Charles. Uh, it's reared his ugly head again. And here we are. Yes, we are. And also, Charles, I just want to clarify that this is not my last show in this time slot. This is just my last show of 2023. I'll be back here in the same time slot, 2024, January 1st, to kick off 2024 right here at 12 noon. It's just that next week is Christmas and Blaine Whalen is going to bring the music an hour earlier next week. Uh, Of course, in a few minutes, you'll also hear... We'll get back to the music Monday. Uh, Right now, this is Community Speaks, taking your telephone calls, reading your emails. And uh, Dan Diggs has written. uh, I'm not exactly sure. Um, No, that's not for me. But uh, thank you. Anyway, that's about music. That's about the music. So we're going to get back to the music in just a few minutes here. I'm going to take a couple of more telephone calls in real quick succession. Go ahead, Eric. You're, You're on Community Speaks. Go ahead.
5: Oh, hey, how, how you doing? Pretty good. I, I just chimed in. I was running some errands. Um, no, I just... just lastly like, the guy that just called it was a great thing just talking about the, the environmentalism, but I uh, was going back to the, the anti-Semitism thing. Mm-hmm. It's, there's so much going on with it right now. It's it's, it's it's really a tricky subject to talk to. It's hard with... It is a lot. You know, it could go on for hours, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the big confusions now is uh, you know people speaking out against what the state of Israel is doing is being as construed as anti-semitism right you know and I but I have seen you know I follow a lot of stuff I'm, I'm personally very against what Israel is doing right now um that does not make me anti-semitic I'm, I'm not against it. you know there's a separation between the church between religion and, and government and I think that's getting sort of those lines are be, becoming a little blurred, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know. And I have gone, you know, I go through a lot of posts and comments, and I will see people say things that are anti-Semitic, you know. And you, you know, you call them out on it. You say, hey, that's not, you know, that, that's wrong. Yes, we can agree. We think what Israel is doing is wrong, but it's not a, you know, it's not based on on religion. And I mean, there are tons of Jewish people that are out there, you know, protesting what Israel is doing.
2: Exactly. For, yeah, because they say it's yeah, a right-wing they're, government. They're
5: also Right, and and you know I'm 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 abhorred by what seeing what the Palestinians are going through right now. But I mean, the, the Jewish people are there's tons of them that live in Israel that are against what's going on, and they're you know they're also suffering. But um, you know on the flip side too, you know the you know that try to sound not here, but you know there's whenever there's a war going on, there's lots of propaganda. That you you know the United States does it, every country does it, and you know a lot of propaganda Israel is using now is. Whenever someone speaks out against them, and, and I've seen other, you know, a lot of groups "Oh, you're being anti-Semitic." No, I'm not criticizing the Jewish faith at all. I'm criticizing what the country's doing. So it's, it's a really complicated subject. And yeah, I, I Something that woman said just just really irked me, and I, you know, this is, I've really read, you know, been reading a lot about this. But you know, as far as who started the war, you know, it, it, you know, people go back and forth on this for hours, and it's it, you know, start arguments. But I mean, it's. You know, yes, there was an invasion by Hamas on October 7th, but, you know, if you don't go any further back than that, then, yeah, that, that looks like that's what happened. But, you know, I, you know, I urge people now to really go and do some research on, on the subject. It's, it's all in front of you. It's at your fingertips. There's, there's you know, an hour or two on, online. I mean, you can really see what has been going on and how, you know, Palestinian people have been oppressed and, you know, basically... Victimized for, for all these years. So when you want to get into who started the war, you know, it's, 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 it's been going back and forth for. I don't even want to say back and forth. It's been, you know, it's been going looking like one way for a long time, you know, and that's, that's my opinion I've gained from, from reading all this. But um, yeah, I just, that bugged me that, that she said yeah.
2: that. <laughs> well, thank uh, you, Eric. Yeah, you can't. October 7th is the latest iteration. So yeah, is you do have to know more of historical context